0: The most powerful enemies. Goku, whatever you've got planned, now's the time to spring
1: it. The strongest heroes.
0: Kai! <laughs> the biggest
1: fights.
2: I'm Naruto Uzumaki, don't forget it!
1: All come together in one place. Hulu is the home to Naruto Shippuden, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, Dragon Ball Z Kai, and more of your favorite anime. Find your anime on Hulu's Anime Mayhem, your anime destination.
2: Welcome to Dynamic Duos, I'm Tiffany Crivelli. Today, we're joined by Eisner Award-nominated creators Matson Tomlin and Lee Bermejo. These two are forces in the world of comics and other media. Matson has written for Netflix's Project Power, worked on the script for Matt Reeves' The Batman, and wrote the DC comic Batman Imposter. And even if you haven't checked out Lee Bermejo's work on Batman Noel, you're probably familiar with his incredible artwork from his countless other comics and covers. These two are currently working on *Vicious Circle*, a new series from Boom Studios, and are here to talk about the process of creating this series, along with the differences in working in other media. So let's get ready for another fantastic episode of Dynamic Duos.
0: What's good about this is that they sent over some questions. So, okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna interview you for a little while, and then okay. you'll interview me, and it's gonna be yeah. great. Perfect. Okay. Because I'm I'm Mattson Tomlin. I'm Libra Mayhem. and we. <laughs> And we, we uh, we we made this book a a vicious circle.
1: We we do this all the time. It's just a different format. It's weird that it's
0: weird. Well, we're talking privately, but in public. That's really that's 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 what's happening here. Um, So I guess that that some of the the one of the big questions that comes up is people ask how we started working together. So I'm I'm just going to launch into that and just get that part out of the way. And by the way, if I freeze, which I've been freezing, you're just going to have to talk to yourself for,
1: I'm going to try to, whatever word you finish on, I'm going to try to finish your sentence.
0: Yeah. Great. I love that. I love that. Um, so we met in January, February of 2020. Uh, it was just inches before the pandemic started. I was a big fan of yours and I, 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 I had known your work since I was in uh, high school, literally, and I think that because of of working on the first Batman movie, I popped up in your feed one way or another, and then and you reached Jimmy. out to me we, from from Jim from the man, yeah. 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 Um, and uh, and so we we started talking, and we we hopped on Skype together. It was it was one of those things where I I the the degree to which we were fast friends, like I I still I don't know I look at it. And it's, I'm not one of those like, woo woo, like it was meant to be kind of people. And yet, like when I think about how many other like people I meet in meetings or generals or whatever, and it's like, and like, this was not that this was just two guys who were like, Hey, you seem cool. Let's hang out. But just the fact that not only did we click, but then we were like, let's do a book. And then we found a book to do. And then got it off the ground. Like it all happened so smoothly. It did go. It did go smoothly. I
1: remember it like this. I remember some, some images from I saw the devil. We started talking about that and other things. And I remember go, I remember already seeing the things you would, you'd post and going, this guy's a really exceptional eye. Just the, the, the moments you were, you were choosing, it was clear you, you had a visual eye, you know? But then talking, it just kind of flowed and we got along really well. We, you know, we, we kind of had similar, you know, points of view about stuff, but oh, I remember what really, what really got me even beyond those first couple of conversations was I think you were like, "Hey, I should send you some of my stuff." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, that would yeah. be cool." And you sent me two screenplays. You sent me, I won't say what the first one was, but um was it was it,
0: it was my werewolf one?
1: Yes. It was the yeah. it was the werewolf one and then you sent me Mother Android. Yeah. And I remember reading well, both of them, and both of them were like these big idea like the the world was this big genre world. But the main story and the heartbeat of the story was this very intimate kind of thing. And like specifically with Mother Android, I remember thinking, this is like what I want to do. Like, I want to do these kind of larger, you know, genre kind of, kind of play in this genre world, but make sure that there's a heartbeat that people care about. Because I think we were at the beginning of seeing something that now you see a lot of, which is like, these giant movies or ideas that don't have that, that kind of heartbeat to them that, that, um, really keeps you, that keeps you. And so that was my, my, my thing was like, when I read both of those, I was like, Oh, this is the partner in crime that I, that I need this at this moment. And, uh, and then you suggested like three, I think three ideas, but right at the beginning it was like, these guys travel through time. I remember you saying like, yeah, they kill like anytime they kill somebody, they're assassins. Anytime they kill somebody, they travel through time. And I was like, like, that's yeah. just, that's <laughs> a great hook. It was easy. It was easy. It's just
0: kind of, you know, I think that's the thing is that like one of the lessons for me with this book is that, and this is, this is not even, cause I, I know that the actual drawing of the book has not been easy but as as far as the the collaboration and as as far as kind of like the what the book is and what the ambition of the book is and how to articulate what it is that we're doing and why we're spending years of our lives on this i think that there's this tendency in in artistic fields that like it all has to kind of be hell and that it all has to be hard and i think that Some other other projects that I've worked on from from start to finish uh, movies, it's just been hell It's just it has just been hard and just been punishing and brutal. And this has been a real lesson of uh, no, you also like you can just like work with your friends and just kind of kick it and like have a great collaboration where like the work itself. You, you're pushing like the, the the work itself is never going to just be easy because then you're probably sleeping through it. But as far as kind of the infrastructure around it, it doesn't always have to be you're surrounded by people that you hate who hate you. And then it's, it's kind of from that. So it, going going through this chapter of my career, at least having a vicious circle and having my partnership with you, it's been kind of a north star of reminding me of like, no, no, there should be not just good parts, but there should be like really Fun parts to it as well, and I I think that that's that's kind of the, the unsung thing. Maybe not because I'm always talking about how much I love working with you, but it's it's kind of like the 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 great thing about this book for me. Well,
1: let me let me ask you this. I'm, I'm going to go off script, but I want to know anyway. Yeah. Like it, you're you've done Batman the Imposter. Yeah, this is kind of like technically your second comic book stuff. But you've got other stuff that you're working on now, comic book kind of stuff. Yeah what what's your general feeling on um, because i've never seen uh, well, i've i've never had this experience before where i work with somebody who's coming from a, a very similar but you know different area of of the field or different field i should say i've never seen anybody just take to comics that like you just it was like your scripts just felt like you've been writing comics for years and again very similar you know But like, now that you've been doing that for a few different projects, what do you feel uh, do you, when you're writing a comic book, do you make a switch in your head? Like where you're, you're really thinking about it in a different way. Yeah. Not just format wise. Do you make that switch when you're writing
0: comics? Yeah, definitely. Because there are so fewer tools in a comic book than a movie because it's just on the page. And in a movie you have, you have movement and you have sound and you have, uh, actors. You like, like it's, it's all much more alive. And with a comic book, there isn't movement, but there has, there has to be the sense of movement. And so even, even when I am writing, sometimes I do have to catch myself and go, I'm describing somebody doing four things and, it's a still image. They, they, they can't punch and kick and then, you know, bite this guy's ear off. I got to choose one of those. And then around it, I have to describe the things in the action that will make it clear to you of what I'm going, going for. So that then you translate it into something that actually works. I like when I sit down to write a comic book now, I feel like I am certainly the writer, but I also feel like I am the co-director and more so than when writing a movie, I feel like I'm an actor, too. Right. And I feel like I have to, you know, I can't just say, you know, Ferris has a look. It's like, because you're you you going to draw, there's 10,000 looks out there. And so the, some of those, sometimes the description will be much, much more prescriptive than it would be if I were writing a movie where, okay, there's going to be an actor and they're going to know and it's going to be this whole other thing. And then meanwhile, just knowing I'm not collaborating with... 600 other people I'm collaborating with one other person and that one other person, they're the co-director. They're the cinematographer. They are the actor. They are, they are everything else and more to it. So in a way it's like a, a a movie script or a movie that is a blueprint to build a building in which 600 people are going to be building a building. And uh, a, a comic book script is more like a tone poem to inspire you like that, like the, like the, they, they are, they are very, very different things. I,
1: I, I, like I look at it almost, I would think you would have to be a bit more because I mean, you know, in film too. given that there's so many people who put their hands on it. I feel like with comics, the eventual thing that we're getting here with vicious circle is your, I mean, it is your script. I mean, there, there are slight variations, yeah. you know, from here, from here and there, but, it really is more pure you, you know, to, to a certain extent too, because, you know, you don't have actors that are changing dialogue or, or a director who's got some, you know, th- there might be a little bit of that where I go in a, you know, uh, very slightly different direction, but for the most part, it's, I mean, it, what your script is, is what we're seeing with, with, with Fisher circle. Yeah yeah, I was, I was, I was curious because now you're kind of dipping your toe more and more
0: into comics too. And so how do you, um, like you're, you're looking at a blank page. I, now we're, do, we're doing, a process podcast. That's, that's, <laughs> we're, we're just, we're, we're off, off the map here. Um, so you're staring at a blank page, you have a script, you have, here are these things that I've written and here are, for, for me, what are are kind of polite suggestions? And at, at the front of every script, I say to you, look, I'm going to describe and describe and describe, but ultimately, you're the one that has to stick the landing. So anything that doesn't make sense to you, just throw away. And I've never felt like you've ever thrown it away. I feel like you, you have usually taken the bones of what I've said, but then... Rather than throwing it away, you add to it in a way that I'm like, oh, now you've just made me look like a genius because it, it's it's working okay. so much better.
1: You're you're being humble because I think that there's like in the I'll bring it back to the second issue because we're talking about the second issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the um, there's a couple moments in the script there, and this this might might not be a spoiler anymore because they released the preview page of this, so I'll use it as an example. So you have this. Uh scene where Thacker's in a cave, and he's in the Cretaceous period, and he's got he's lit this fire, and he's having this very complex contemplative contemplate. What am I saying? He's he's thinking. Yeah, <laughs> a contemplative moment. Contemplative moment. And you have this moment in the script where it he's it's very simple. Have I invented fire? I read something like that, and I go wow, that's got to be kind of a moment in the story too where the reader has to kind of sit with him and let that sink in, let the seriousness of what that is sink in. And so for me, I feel like that's just you giving me in the script this, this these kind of words, which then those words have to be, that has to be the anchor of the page where I whatever I do on that page, good or bad, that moment, I have to sell that moment. Like, that's yeah. the moment in the page I have to sell. And there's, you know, every page has that moment to it. You know, there's, there's a bunch of those big and small, you know, throughout, throughout the story. But that's kind of where I start from is I, as I look at the page of script and I want to be as faithful as I can, but I also want to make sure that I'm in, internalizing it so that I'm kind of playing that, that, that to my own strengths and my own storytelling aesthetic. But, like, I want that moment you've written that I feel like when I read it went, whoa, that that's big. I need that to be big to, to readers, too. So I guess that's the round, long-winded way of saying, you know, answering that
0: question. Okay. So then my other process question for you, because what, what I'm getting from that is that you, on every page, kind of distill it to there's this emotional moment. It's like this moment of, of impact, that it's almost like everything is informed by that and you, you work out from kind of that central gut punch. So then from there, is it, is it thinking about color? Is it thinking about the layout? Like, like what, once you've read the, the, the script and you you're looking at the page and it's like, you're putting pen to paper. Like what is the first thing that happens?
1: I, I think that color, I'm not a color artist by nature. Yeah. I think in black and white. Yeah. And, and I apply color to that later on and, uh, you know, the, it, whether I'm good or bad at it is, is something else. But the, the the thing that I've always loved is is just that black and white image. Yeah. And so I have to kind of start from that and let that inform whatever, like whatever the page is going to be. And, you know, in terms of Vicious Circle, since we change all these styles, you know, and, and every sequence and issue four, I think we have five styles or something like five style changes, you know, every sequence is going to be like, okay, well, if this sequence is in color, then I need to make sure that, that black and white part of the process gets me wherever I need to, to, to get that color across the finish line. Yeah. So it's just always that black and white kind of, uh, start starting point, I guess. I don't know. Like when you, when you're breaking down the page yourself, because, again, comics are different and you have to kind of, in a movie you'll see a scene play out and things can be long or short, you know, however you want, you can do something in a single shot in movies, you know what I mean? Which clearly in comics you you can't do. So, you know, when you're breaking things down in terms of scenes, is it just a feeling like this is going to require six pages? This is going to require
0: 10 pages. Like, or is it a more kind of I mean you you're the one that taught me about book maps cuz I didn't know how to write a comic book when we started and so just that you know I built myself a, a template that then was like okay here here's just a row of squares and this is the whole book and it's like for for a a 48 50 page book I've got three of those pages that have you know 25 squares on them and uh, then I, I write just like a, a one sentence thing on kind of what, what that page is. And so it's kind of looking at the, the 10,000 foot view of right. the story. And while I'm doing that, cause I've already kind of outlined and I've already, you know, with book one, it's like, okay, we're starting right. in new Orleans and then we're going to Neo Tokyo. And so I'm, I'm kind of from a, from a high level, high, high altitude level, just kind of looking down at the whole story and writing it out. And there will come a point in the book map where, I'll get a couple of pages in and then it's like I'll look and I go, hmm, I'm now 10 pages in and we haven't made a time jump yet. Is that OK? And with book one, it is. But then on book two. It's like, OK, I'm on page four, page seven, page eight. And then going, OK, I, I think it's time. I think that there's a rhythm. I think that we have to get out of here. And so then knowing that that breakdown on a page by page level is then going to get broken down further into panel by panel, that kind of helps me breathe a little bit more because i know oh i actually have a lot more room to tell a lot more story than just what's on the page and then just really be i mean this, it's so basic but at the same time it's something that does not exist at all in movies is the even and odd page numbers and just yeah. knowing that when you turn the page that's an opportunity for there to be a real pop yeah. a real surprise and so you never want to have one of those time jumps happen on an odd number page because then you're going to be on the even and then you're going to see it happening so you're already jumping ahead and so for for me it, there, there's actually a lot of attention And any time that uh, there's a revision to the script i start sweating because i'm like i, I can't you, you can't just take out page 13 it's like then you got to take out two pages to make sure that the, the page breaks sync up in this way and i i know that for anybody that works in comics they're they're listening to this going yeah dummy that's the whole thing but for somebody that wasn't doing this professionally when before we started i looked at a lot of comic books and just kind of for the first time ever really tried to get a sense of rhythm from them and one of the books that i or or one of the, the artist teams that i spent a lot of time looking at was was jeff loeb and tim sale and, and looking at the long Halloween and going, on the one hand, that's such a long story. You know, it's 12 issues of covering a year. And so kind of going, okay, how do they pace out time there? Like, is every issue on the holiday? Or like, what's going on? And then realizing, no, like, actually, some sometimes the holiday is at the very end of the issue. And so then just seeing, seeing stuff that how Batman how they would get Batman from one place to another and realizing that the the tremendous swings of just turn the page and you're there yeah and it's like oh you don't need any of the shoe leather that that you might need in a in a in a movie or some other medium it's like you really need to use the space in the most effective way and so I, I don't know if I'm still even answering what we're talking about other other than to to say that it it became really clear to me that pace was going to be super, super important with this book, and not overstaying our welcome in a time period, but also letting it land enough. And so, for me, the the, the rhythm of the storytelling—it's the closest that I can get to like cutting a movie and editing the rhythm—is just what happens uh, on a page turn. And so that that became—I uh, I feel like it's a skill set now, because it's kind of it's kind of one of the only things that I have. Other than the, the the dialogue and how I phrase things, so that it'll create a, create an image in your head that you can then go do something with, uh, the rhythm of those page turns is kind of the one thing where I feel like I have a lot of control here, and I need to not fuck it up and put you off balance.
1: No, I mean that's one of the things that really impressed me was you know, and the second issue I think is a good, really good example of that actually is the control over the the rhythm. You know, there's there's um, there's a pace that the story has, and we do it in the first issue, where we get, let people nestle comfortably into this black and white kind of, you know, 1960s time period. And then, bam, we shoot them into the future, and then we have that time-ramping scene. The second issue, I think, has a lot more of these characters, without giving away too much, there's a lot more of these characters actually taking time within different um, time periods. Yeah, and so yeah, the, the rhythm of it becomes like super difficult just to make sure you're giving people enough time and the characters enough time, but at the same, you also need to have people, you know, also wondering, oh my god, at any moment, where could we go? You know, yeah. like could this could this rug be kind of ripped out from under me? Um, I definitely feel like there's a few moments in, that, in the second book that that do that, but yeah, that that's that's you know, I, I I've never seen anybody who hadn't done this job before take to it like you took to it. It was just like, oh, this guy's been writing comics forever. I mean, clearly there's no, it just, (laughs) it it wasn't even like you said like, oh, let me give this a shot and see. It was just like, I remember the first script you turned in. I was like, there you go. Like there was no really,
0: you know, yeah. It's impressive. Well, I think that the other thing to, to say about that just just on like a, a business level is that the comic book industry is in this kind of scary time where movies have really put the boot on the throat of the comics industry and you know i i i think that you see it a lot of people who are in hollywood who decide i'm gonna i'm gonna do some comics and it's it's really just kind of like i i, I think that just the the Hollywood pipeline has, has just made it so that it's so often comic books are, are now existing just so they can be made into a movie. And that's just not where my heart was where you, I mean, you, you just work in comics. So for you, it's the book is the thing that is the whole goddamn point of it. And, um, I think, I think that for me, there's kind of this, this thing in my brain of going, would a movie be nice? Of course. Like, would any of that stuff be be cool? Yeah, I I love love that. And if that can happen, and we're lucky in that way, congratulations to us. But at the same time, the book is the thing that's in front of us and the thing that we can control and the thing that really matters. And so it's it's not a means to an end. This is the end. And yeah. I I don't know. It's like I I'm I'm here and at a little cabin in the woods in Maine right now, which is why my internet is so shitty and. I, I, in the corner over there, just have these, these, these shelves of comic books. Cause I've just been kind of putting together like the, the, the woods comic book collection. And I, I don't know, to me, I look at that and I'm like, I can't wait until the vicious circle is on that shelf. Like I can't wait until like somebody can come into this room and look at the shelf and then go, Oh, like there's, there's this book. Let's open it up. It's a different size than all these other books. It's kind of weird. What's the deal with it? And then just kind of have their mind blown by it. So I don't know. It's as a long kind of rambling way to say that, uh, it's, it's just kind of been a, a dream to get to work on this book with you and to do it in this way. And I'm, I'm really psyched about what we've been doing.
1: Uh, man, I, like you, you hit the nail on the head, I think with, uh, the, um, it's, I think you can smell it when people these days do books to, to be optioned or, or, you know, like there, there's, there's this kind of immediate assumption that, um, that's just the direction these projects are going to go in. And, and I think for both of us, that the nice thing uh, through this whole process has been, how can we just make this the best comic book that possibly can? Anything else that happens is what it is, but how do we also embrace this medium in a way that is new for you is new for me. It's a, it's a, it's a fun experience for readers. Uh, Obviously that's hugely important, but, but ultimately it's a chunk of our lives. You know, this has been, we started talking about this, like you said, in 2020, at the beginning of 2020 and you know, it's, it's, we're halfway through 23 and we, we got a second issue ready to, ready to come out. This has been years of our, our lives. And so ultimately I just want to see this thing be on the shelf, like you said, and, and, be able to kind of see this thing live on its own as, as, a, as a graphic novel in a time where, you know, let's face it, the comic book market is in a precarious place and, you know, we're, we're starting to kind of, uh, we're starting to see a lot of, a lot of things change. So yeah, man, it, it was, it was so interesting for me to find this collaboration in the way where I think most people would assume, Oh, they're going to do, they're going to do a book to do a movie or, or yeah. whatever. But it was both, both of us were so kind of dead set from the beginning on like, let's just take it, you know, let's first focus on this, this yeah, comic. Let's make a great let's, book. Yeah. Let's make this comic book fun and, and, you know, and, and enjoy ourselves, you know, hopefully, you know, <laughs> enjoy ourselves doing it. So, um uh, I hope that kind of comes across to readers too is that we're, you know, it's it's actually fun. Like yes. This book is actually fun fun to do, you know, my freak out moments, you know, aside, you know, it's it's been it's been a pleasure just in terms of like the surprise of seeing this thing come together, you know. So uh the third issue will be more of that.
0: For yeah. Sure. We've just got yeah. a couple of minutes left. Okay. Look at, look at me just on yes. the clock here. Uh, sure. what, uh, uh, so I guess uh, looking at some of these these things that we should talk about what can you tease about the future the, about what the future has in store for the series yeah I mean I guess like let's just wax on that for a second just that for, for anybody listening I know that we kind of just did this dive into craft that hopefully that was an interesting thing for you to listen to it's not what we normally get to talk about but um, I think that as far as the the book goes, we we were both. I'll speak for both of us for a second. We we were both very set on a book that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and that's very much what book one, book two, book three are. That's the the three act structure of it all, and it's it's really you know there there have been a lot of comments of the the first issue just having a lot of questions, and I'm, I'm I'm hearing that and going, oh yeah, okay, so answers answers are coming and so i think that for anybody who picked up the first book or who's listened to this and is kind of curious about what the hell that we're talking about um the ambition from day one was to tell a complete story and to tell something so that you know while there will be a lot of mystery it's all designed to keep you turning the pages and keep you leaning in and that by the end there's going to be this very satisfying ending in which uh you really get the whole scope of this this very painful tale between these two time traveling assassins, and uh, that there's some some poignancy. You know, we were talking earlier today uh, about about the Terminator and how yeah. uh, the time travel in Terminator. Uh, I find I find the time travel to be very sad because here's a guy who's gone back in time and he's left his whole life, and he's he's kind of he's done it to save the world, but really he's done it because he he's harboring a crush on this woman. And it's, there's something so bittersweet and sad about the sacrifice of that. And so, uh, the kind of tone pominess of, of that, I think ripples through our book in, in ways that might not be clear in, in issue one, but are, are just going to get kind of more and more intense the the, the further on. Yeah, we get.
1: Definitely. Definitely. That, that is like anything that has a I've never been built for the kind of soap operatic nature of, of monthly, of monthly comics. And I, sure. I, I, I like things that feel contained and they also feel like, and it's not like, I think you also said this earlier too. It's, you know, it's, that's not to say that there's nothing else that could be done in this world. You know, if, if, if we wanted to to come back to it, but I definitely like the idea that this has an ending and that, this second book is pushing towards that ending in a way that definitely lets you know much more about Thacker and where Thacker comes from. And also, you know, is going to start to beg more questions of Ferris and and, and really be that, you know, propulsionary thing towards the, the, the finale. So
2: I want to say thank you to Matson and Lee for this amazing episode. Vicious Circle number two is on sale now at your local comic shop or wherever comics are sold online. And as always, thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, share it with a friend. And we'll see you next time on Dynamic Duos.